Hello, and welcome back to Making an Artist. I'm your host, Shanna Shrum, creator, coach, and pottier. We have an amazing episode for you today, but first, some potty business. You are invited to join me on November 17th for 2019 Goals, More Joy, Less Bullshit online goal-setting workshop. This ain't your mama's new year, new you goal-setting workshop, because guess what? There's nothing wrong with you as you are right now. Now that you know that, there's no need to waste time looking for a new version of yourself. Instead, we're going to spend time uncovering who you already are. You won't just be writing down goals and creating deadlines. You're going to ask questions, separate yourself from what you've been told you should do, and create the springboard for the bullshit-free life that you deserve. You can purchase your tickets in the show notes. Also, if you have not subscribed to The Potty Report, might I suggest you hop on over to lifeofthepotty.com and do so. I've got a super duper exciting potty announcement that will be delivered there first and you don't want to miss it. Now on to today's episode. We have Aaliyah Waltson, an intuitive reader who focuses mostly on the modes of tarot and astrology. She's also an educator and a writer. In it, we talk about her gorgeous zine, Your Body is a Gift, holding multiple truths, being sensitive, and my favorite, boundaries. Enjoy. Oh, when I decided I wanted to do the podcast, I was like, oh, you know, man, I gotta like learn how to edit audio. And I was like, bitch, you already know how to edit audio. You edit video. Right, right, And so I just was like, well, I don't have to learn a new system. I can just use my existing Premiere Pro system, edit the audio in there. I could have been doing this Mm. podcast for two years by now. Or more than that, actually, honestly. Everything in its right time. It is, right? Everything is right time, and that is the perfect segue to this <laughs> podcast. So I'm sitting with... Aaliyah Walston. And you do you do a multitude of things, I feel like. Can you tell the folks at home what I those do. Are? Yeah, I am an intuitive and an educator, and I work primarily with the modes of tarot and astrology mm-hmm. in my work. And you also are a writer. You write too, right? Yeah, I'm not, I don't really call myself a writer. I, think you are. I love your writings. I was like, I've been reading your writings online, and I'm just like, ah, I love, I love everything that you write. It's so beautiful, and it's very heartfelt, and comes from a very deep, connected place. And that was like, well. Yeah, you're like shaking your head. You're like, yeah, it does. No, it's true. It does. It yeah. has to. That's like the the nature of my work in general. And it's funny that you, like, I, I felt sensitive when you called me a writer. Mm. And I think it just like brought up like old ideas of like mm. people that I wanted to be or who I, what I thought like being a writer might look like. Right. And that's not exactly what I do now, but I'm absolutely a writer. Like that's an essential part of like my work and how I share things. I do like when I um, started my my, change my Instagram page to a business page. Mm-hmm. You have to choose like what type of business you have, uh-huh. or what type of person you, what your brand is. Who I are think. you? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah totally. exactly. What are you selling or whatever? Sure, exactly. I know I do the same thing. So I actually I chose artist. Yeah, it. like there's all kinds of things you could choose, like public speaker. Or, yeah, there, there's all kinds public of like figure. Exactly, like, I could have exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I could have chosen all kinds of things, but I chose artist because like yeah, I have like an artistic craft, and I use all these. I work within different modalities to mm-hmm. bring my mm-hmm. artistic. Love that word modalities. For, they yeah. use it a lot in therapy too. <laughs> <laughs> and I love therapy. Yeah, therapy is very So helpful. what brought you to where you are now? I always like to start with kind of the beginning and 
what got you interested in tarot and astrology and writing about it and serving people in that way? I'm always fascinated. Tell me more. Yeah, I think that part of what, I mean, all of what got me here is like my own kind of Mm. hardships and struggles for sure. We talk about those plenty (laughs) on this podcast. I'm sure. Um, And just what being really also like frustrated with how I viewed the world Mm, and wanting to make the world a place that's safer for me and people who feel like me and that's ultimately what brought me to bringing this work to like the public like I came to tarot as a way to kind of make sense of what was going on with myself Mm -hmm. um, and find a language for why I knew I wasn't I shouldn't define myself by my hardship and then I realized like well if it works for me and all the shit that I've been through, then it can work for anyone that kind of chooses to, to have that kind of path for themselves. And so, and, and but also like, I say this in my workshops a lot too, what I do this work from like a selfish perspective, mm. selfish, not in like a negative way, but selfish because I just want to live in a, in a peaceful world. Mm. I, want, I want to live in a world where I feel safe for people who look like me, I'm a black woman, how they f- can feel safe and like they belong and so that's my selfish reason for wanting to heal the world so I can just chill so I can chill well and I think I think that um I think a lot of creators feel that about their work I think they feel like oh you know I'm so selfish like I'm doing this for me like what's the point and it's like well, the point is, is that we're all interconnected. Mm-hmm. And so if you're doing something for the self, you're actually doing it for everyone else. When you heal the self. Exactly. Yeah. Y'all heal the world. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it's, I, I think about that a lot when I write like personal narratives and like essays and stories for on stage. And I get like, I get, I shrink a little bit and I'm like, oh, this is, first of all, this is really personal. Uh, this is all about me, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> but there's always something when you're telling the truth in it for everybody exactly absolutely because you never know because we we feel so alone when we have our experiences Mm -hmm. we don't know how many other people resonate with what we are experiencing as Mm -hmm. well and so just like a throwaway line a throwaway sentence something that is feels meaningless or like you something that you feel like you've thought over and over Mm -hmm. and over and over again that could be like just a mind-blowing experience for another person if they get a chance to hear it. And all you could be talking about is, like, an embarrassing story about yourself. It could be anything, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. People people find a lot of solace in other people's truth. And it also gives them permission to tell their truth because they're like, oh, exactly. you're this fucking weirdo, too? Exactly. Like, oh, I can be fucking weird over here. Absolutely. So how does that translate into the tarot and, how, and when you read for other people? I'm interested in that. It translates into tarot because I... I'm like someone with my kind of intuitive work and sensitivity. Like mm-hmm. I could just like float like forever and just like not be in reality forever. Mm-hmm. I was even thinking about it on, out on the drive over here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was driving not like an asshole, but there's someone that was driving more like an asshole right in front of me that mm-hmm. was like, oh, maybe I should be more mindful of how I'm driving right, right now. But I realized part of why I can kind of like be someone that's, trying to like switch lanes a lot and get around people is because I want to just be in this state of like smoothness of just like flowing. I don't want I don't like driving it to like stop. That either, yeah. I don't want it to, I don't want to start and stop. I want to just feel like I'm moving without effort. Mm-hmm. And that just like describes like my life in general. <laughs> just like can I just be like a wisp just floating along the world, you know? Well why, um, why not though? 
but you know I, I and mean? I like, am in a lot of ways. Yeah. That is exactly how I live my life. <laughs> but I don't think our culture supports that. No, it's you have to like make a living. It's hard to make a living when you just want to be a wisp of smoke for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to you learn. You have to skills. find the people that appreciate smoke wisps, <laughs> right? Exactly. In order to make it your coin, right? Exactly. <laughs> Which that's the thing now, though, with the internet, it's like you can find your smoke wisp people. Yeah, yeah. And like figure out how to monetize yourself exactly. them, and then there you go. Which is why many. One of many reasons why I'm grateful for the internet. Um, but like, because I have this kind of framework of wanting to like meld with the world, it helps to have like a physical kind of um, vessel for me to be able to speak my work through. And mm. so tarot became that for me, like, because tarot is, you know, it's just like a, a series of archetypes, a series of like invitations, a series of ideas. Um, that are ultimately relatable that we all kind of experience in different forms and in different ways in our life. And so tarot really uh, spoke to me in that sense. And, you know, there were, I had some um, really amazing folks who introduced me to tarot as well that kind of made it more accessible than previous experiences I'd had with it, oh. um, which really helped a lot. I mean, I, I talk about these folks a lot, like Lindsay Mack is a mentor of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, Tatiana Tarot is an amazing tarot reader. She gave me one of my first, like, really big like important like tarot readings mm-hmm. um you know there are just so many different like representations that i i saw in tarot finally where i felt like oh yes here's a language of like spirit that i've been like looking for um mm-hmm. and astrology has been something that's kind of been part of my life for a minute just not in a really in-depth way but because mm-hmm. like growing up um my dad was really into astrology and so i became like more aware of I was always aware of my Scorpioness at the very least. <laughs> I was really interested in like the idea of the the weirdness, the depth, the intensity of Scorpio. So I loved thinking about embodying those, even when I was a kid and didn't really understand what embodying meant. You know. Mm, yeah. Oh, I just like watching you talk. <laughs> so sweet. I'm interested. I don't. I don't know a ton about tarot. I've read tarot from the wild unknown deck for friends just as kind of like kind of a lark can you i mean can you to the best of your knowledge like explain like its source and like kind of how it has come to be in your life yeah so i mean tarot as a practice i mean it kind of it started off like in as as our version of history is telling it. I'm sure there's all kinds of different stories that are the truth that we don't fully know about tarot. I mean, the origins of tarot themselves are still kind of mysterious, but are typically kind of pointed to uh, Europe in like the 13th century. And Mm. it's like a a deck of playing cards, uh, essentially. And then that later turned into um, a way of like uh, doing divination and readings for people. Um, And so basically it kind of became what it is today through um, the Rider Waite deck, which is like the popular deck that you see most most frequently in out in the world. It's it's a great like beginner's deck mm-hmm. if you're trying to learn like the archetypes. Mm-hmm. But basically like the tarot is a way of telling a story about growth and enlightenment and a way of not just to experience those invitations of growth and enlightenment, which you see in the 22 cards of the major arcana of the tarot, mm-hmm. um, but also in how to actually take action and movement within those invitations through like the minor arcana. So the court cards and, mm-hmm. and the um, like the, the three of 
swords and like all those other cards and whatnot. So it's basically just like a way to be like a map for what you might be feeling and experiencing and recognizing the big picture, the kind of cosmic picture that you might be invited into. That's how I um, I work love with that. the tarot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like making up stories and, and helping you understand because I mean, God, that's what we're all trying to do. We're all, and with art, with creativity, with whatever, like we're all trying to understand like, why is this happening? Absolutely. What's that, you know, in, in the micro versus the macro and like, ugh, all the things. Absolutely. Yes. So, okay. So you, how old were you when you started reading I was pretty I mean uh, I was pretty young or but that's not what I mean <laughs> like it was recently that I just got into tarot uh-huh. I really only got into tarot I bought my first deck in 2015 so like okay so three, like three years, years ago yeah mm-hmm. um it'd been but that was like after a year of being really interested in tarot but not um being sure if I wanted to use it myself or what I how I would use it for myself mm-hmm. um but then like I got I had been working at the museum, excuse me, Museum of Contemporary Art for about six years before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then I got a new job at the Chicago High School for the Arts, where I am the external partnerships and programs manager. Um, I had just gotten that new job in September of 2015, and I mm-hmm. thought that'd be a good t- time to buy my first deck and do some reflection mm-hmm. and um, see what the the mirror of tarot had to offer me and tell me and help guide me from being in this position where I was at the MCA, like an assistant to being like a, a manager. And so that was a big move for me, like, and, um, how I thought about myself mm. and like being and like recognizing my power. Ooh. And so, um, yeah, I just bought a deck off Amazon. I just bought a right away <laughs> off Amazon. <laughs> And I was like, okay. Everything in this house is from Amazon, okay? I, like, I mean, Amazon is so problematic, but it's so problematic. it's so convenient. Like, for it's just people deeply who can't convenient. leave the house yeah. all the time, like sometimes exactly. I can't even go into the world for a day. Like, I'm like, let me tell just you, bring it here for real. Like, yes, this weekend we we have a three day weekend because mm-hmm. um, we're recording this on Indigenous People Day. And I spent the last two days at home. Like, I didn't leave my house. And so, uh, yeah, Amazon provides a lot, but also fuck Amazon. But, like, I really... Sorry, I don't want to mess up your any sponsorship deals you might get with Amazon. Please. (laughs) Nobody sponsors this shit but me. You never know. Um, Anyone at Amazon, please contact me. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Hi. Do you like what you're hearing? If so, swing on by patreon.com backslash life of the potty and become a patron. This is a listener supported podcast. So any amount you can support making an artist with is enough and greatly appreciated. If you can't become a patron right now, please rate, review, and share your favorite episodes so we can keep the conversation going. Thank you and potty. So yeah, um, it was just, I just needed, I just needed a, a voice. Uh-huh. Uh, I just needed to find a way to find my voice. Um, mm, I love that. And it was cool the way that I eventually um, got seriously into it. Like I, I, I mentioned Lindsay Mack before, but I, t- I did a retreat with her. Ooh, I love um, a and, retreat. Yeah, in yes. upstate New York, which... Ah was wild and that she was like you need to be doing this for other people like this oh, is wow part of your story and uh-huh. so so a champion in her yeah i mean she's been an amazing mirror and a friend so i'm grateful for her thanks Lindsay. oh okay. yeah i always i always shout her out I always <laughs> have to. yeah she helped change my life <laughs> oh my god that's awesome so she was like gave you the push that you needed 
And then you're like, let me go on Amazon.com right now. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. And then the package comes, and you're so excited because when the package comes, I love when the package comes, and then you open it up, and then you play with your new toy. Yeah, absolutely. And what deck did you get? I just got a regular just Rider weight deck. Okay. Um, Is that what you still read on now, or...? No, I go back and forth. I have like seven or eight decks now. That's a great question. It's like a paintbrush. How do you, you know what I mean? Like, what color? Right. I I think I chose the Rider Waite because that's the one that has um, the imagery and the symbolism that is, that has influenced most decks that have come after it. Well, at first the the Rider Waite was um, heavily influenced by the Marseille deck from, I don't know what year, but centuries ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that imagery kind of became more popular through uh, the distribution of the right of weight. And I chose that one, yeah, because I needed the, I wanted to get the the foundation Mm -hmm. of the symbolism. It didn't like, tarot has always resonated with me, so that deck did resonate with me and still does. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not the one that I use the most. I go back and forth. I have Uh seven or eight decks, and I basically choose decks through like an experience of just feeling and like looking at the imagery and just Mm. wanting to learn something new like already having kind of the foundations and and one kind of card um and one kind of representation of say like um the death card for example Ooh, yeah let's talk about that i mean the death card i mean scorpio (laughs) is is related to is the ruler of the the death card so i feel a a real affinity to to that card in particular which is probably why it's the first one that came to mind so like being able to see what death looks like in different decks is like a kind of research it's a kind of learning it's a kind of way of awakening to new kind of insights because there's not just one reading of the tarot you could do like i can pull like the same cards for you as for someone else, but it still might tell a different story in that moment, yeah, depending how, on what like, I'm experiencing. Yeah, how do you know what to say? I mean, what I'm what I'm assuming is that you connect into something, right? When you read, mm-hmm. what like can you give a description of how that feels? Or yeah, I'm fascinated by that. Gosh, give a description of how it feels. I don't know how to describe how it feels. It's like, it's, and it, because to a certain extent, I've only gotten just like a glimmer of mm. all that is available on, through our, through our consciousness, mm-hmm. through our, our channeling. Like I, I'm someone that believes in souls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we yeah. all have souls. Mm-hmm. Um, we are multidimensional beings who are having a physical experience Mm -hmm. and so we basically have infinite knowledge infinite access to to source and to god Mm -hmm. um you know i believe in reincarnation which Mm -hmm. i think is like a really simplistic and not like really accurate even term term to (laughs) for what we actually do Mm -hmm. experience um and so when i am working with the energies of the tarot even just i don't even have it doesn't just have to be through tarot it's, it's it's all day every day yeah yeah yeah. it's a form of channeling and connecting to my highest self aka my soul yes um to get to be connected with that infinite wisdom that infinite kind of truth that kind of cosmic truth that brings us above these kind of black Bullshit. and white paradigms yeah, 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 of like yeah. pain that we and happiness up. and yeah. he- heaven and hell like it's something that's much bigger than that something that's much richer and so i'm trying to connect to those forces when i read tarot and what it feels like i mean i've i've dealt with addiction in my life and 
you know, there's like a high that comes from mm. mm-hmm. from use of substances. There's also like there's a high that is like from spirit, but mm-hmm. it's not it's clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a very clean mm-hmm. high. It just mm-hmm. feels like you are deeply yourself. That's like the best way that you can describe it. You feel like the most, I feel like the most myself when I'm giving like a really empowered channel reading to someone or to myself. Oh, I could drink that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds, that's it's a good stuff. It really I mean, is. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, I, I feel like that's kind of how I feel when I'm really channeling on stage too, to put it in like a performative construct or whatever absolutely is that yeah like even when you're pretending to be somebody you're still channeling oh yeah absolutely and and but you also feel so you absolutely like it's wild so i yeah i think the finest like actors that we know of our time Mm -hmm. are just like really master intuitives and master channels Mm -hmm. they just happen to work through the Mm -hmm. the medium the medium of acting yeah like that is what channel like all like a painter is channeling like even someone that has like really good like business sense there that's a kind of channeling as well like Mm -hmm. all of that is connecting to something that's bigger and we just happen to call it like something that sounds small, like creativity, when creativity mm-hmm. is, like, everything. Massive. Yeah, totally. <laughs> creativity is literally everything. everything. <laughs> yeah. That's why I say, I'm like, there's an artist in everybody. Absolutely. Because we just... come from creativity. Sex is creativity. Oh Sex is a and creative act. it's so act. fun when done consensually. <laughs> right, uh, exactly. <laughs> I, was also, I mean, listen, let's, we're going to go, we're going to go out there today. Uh, because I was just telling somebody in session, I was like, I was like, I mean, think about it. Like, when we are giving birth, you have to wait until you're everything's ready. You have to mm-hmm. wait for the right time. You have to be in tune and, like, connected and, like, and then you can push. And then you can create and literally create a new life. Like, that's, like, how the creative process is, like, across the board. Absolutely. Too. That Absolutely. fucked me up when I thought yeah. that. <laughs> In the like, best way, I'm sure. Yeah. Totally, in the best, absolute best way. But it was just like, you know, you can look into nature and it's the same thing too. You know, like timing, like you said when you sat down, you're like, timing's everything, you mm-hmm. know? And like, I don't know, I could get really flowery on it if I No, to, I mean, but... that's how I experience God as well. Like, so mm-hmm. I've gotten that question a couple times over the last week or two. Like, mm-hmm. what does God mean to me? Like, what does divinity mm-hmm. mean to me? And it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it's literally everything. And that's like part of the joy of like these, the existence that I have now. And that I'm still kind of learning how to share it mm-hmm. um, to the in, in the world. But just like being able to see cosmic connection and just like the most mundane things. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. one of my greatest like treats in, in in the life that I live now, when mm-hmm. I now that I'm available for those kind of messages yes, and the synchronicities, yes, you have to be available for it. Absolutely, there, that's that's so much of it. I think too mm-hmm. is like being open to seeing not just what's in form and what's presented to you in social media or all these channels that whose intentions like probably aren't the best, mm-hmm. but when you are open to kind of culling your way through and seeing like simplicity and like God and simplicity. Like I keep thinking about, I was on this retreat, uh, like, you know, year and a half ago or so. And I was doing this like walking meditation. And I remember seeing like a dead squirrel and, um, like, you know, uh, ladybugs on a flower. And I was just like, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you forget, you know, like when you like, but in that moment I was like, oh, 
Oh, it's just like all so simple. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really beautiful. I love that you had that experience. But that's what it's like. Yeah, it's it, it exists in everything. And I like that you earlier, you also talked about like the microcosm and the macrocosm. Mm. Like everything that we see is like a reflection of, of us in some way, even in, in like an insect, even in like an ant, like mm-hmm. that's some, mm-hmm. that's like our, ourselves doing their busy work, you mm-hmm. know, like that's even thinking about like the planetary movements and like astrology, that's like us moving through our kind of like seasons. It's like, it's mm-hmm. all, we're mm-hmm. all just mirroring and reflecting each yeah. other. Yeah. let that fall. <laughs> Have you ever, um, when reading for someone, have you ever had them like come back to you and be like, and tell you, like tell you how it impacted them or anything like that? Yeah. Interested in like what that, how that feels. It feels, I mean, it feels good. I think it's an interesting thing about like that I, that I work through as a reader and just as a human Mm -hmm. is like needing to get some sort of like validation. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that my, one of my mentors, um, the brilliant, amazing Michelle Sinet taught me is that I should not be getting any kind of validation from any, anyone, first of all, but then uh, like she mentioned in the context of like a client, Mm. like, what what comes through comes through mm-hmm. and whether or not they are ready to like receive it mm-hmm. or process it whether or not they like it or not right. is ultimately it's... irrelevant and so um there's a part of me that wants there's a huge part of me that wants to be like tell me i'm good you know right, <laughs> tell me right, i'm right. smart tell me i'm connected like i have mm-hmm. i tell definitely me I'm right yeah, yeah exactly i definitely like um i don't want to use the word struggle but i'm working through that idea of like how to like stand within myself without having to get a pat on the head, you know? Right. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah, because so many times, so many things that we hear in life and that we hear from the people who we're looking for mentorship or guidance from, there can be so many layers to it. And can it be really that we could remember something from like a reading, like a year, two years, three years after it happened to be like, oh, that's what they were saying, you know? Um. Like, it's not so much about being right or being even on the same page with the person emotionally, because that's, you don't want to get like embedded in other people's emotional uh. journeys. Um, but, well, anyway, I'm saying all that to say, like, I've gotten like all kinds of feedback from mm-hmm. people um, and friends about how their experience is one in which that it invites, they recognize the invitation, it's an invitation Mm, to thought. It's an invitation invitation. to like contemplation, Mm -hmm. to like think through or feel through um, so many high concepts um, and to just like let it ruminate, let it live in you. And not so much even be about like taking an action right away, but about just letting it sit with you so that you can integrate it. Yes. So yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that because I think we think so much of shifts and changes is about doing. And I, when you talk about invitation, I'm, I'm always asking questions. I'm Mm. always, you know, how can I serve in this way? How does this, how do I, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like all, all these things that come up in my journaling in the morning or whatever. And I don't always know the answers in that moment, but it's the inviting myself to ask the question and sit for the answer to come to me. And it comes, sometimes it'll come like, you know, six weeks later. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, okay. 
now I get it, you know. I think we as a culture and as a society have to learn to be okay with not having mm. an answer and mm. being okay with, like, just pausing. It's so hard. And I think a lot about, like, how, like, what injustice looks like. I mean, today is a perfect day for to think about that because it's yeah. a new moon in Libra as mm-hmm. well. Um, just, like, what, how to, like, learn. Injustice looks like... Um, a lot of things in America, but it looks different than what we think. Like when we hear about like oppression in other countries and like how um, historically, like what oppression looked like and what like uh, dictatorship or like tyranny looked like, it looked um, painful, looked like people were without. Yeah. But in our society, there is definitely those aspects, but from like a certain perspective, what we have in America and part of what the American dream is slash the American nightmare is that we always have availability, like access to just like shit, to like stuff to consume and stuff to like be entertained with. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like a hell. Mm. Like if you're like an intuitive person Mm. or empath or a sensitive person or a psychic person, (laughs) like we are all deeply overstimulated. Yeah like so much so and this is something I'm again I'm learning in myself in my own practice like I'm so deeply sensitive that I have to be really careful with literally everything that I consume Mm -hmm. and so the way that like we end up kind of being complacent and not willing to change things because we're so we're given to so much shit we're overwhelmed we're overwhelmed there's just so much stuff to consume and it is that just feels like being entertained just feels like the way that we're supposed to be but that's not true. We need to sit. We need to be in quiet. We need to not know the answers. We need to not be entertained. We need to not be in action. There's so much of just like being. We just need to be. Mm. And it's it's really, really hard to do that. Well, I this is I was just I was just listening to something about being there's like there's it's like twenty percent of people are extremely sensitive ESP, extremely extremely sensitive person. Mm-hmm. Um I took the test yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm an extremely sensitive person. <laughs> I'm sure you would also score off the charts as well. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Like I get, and I have just come to this, and it's so funny because I was actually going to ask you about sensitivity, and you brought me to it already, but because you're sensitive, mm-hmm. and you probably knew I was going to ask about that. Anyway. <laughs> but just being, I real, I have just come in the last like maybe year have like come to quote unquote terms with how sensitive I am and what I would subject myself to in my, in the past in order to be like normal because I didn't want to look like I wasn't like strong or tough or whatever. And now I'm just like, Oh, Oh, I can't, I can't do that. I can't be around people who are doing X, Y, and Z. I can't, or if I've been in an event for a long time, I have to go home and like be home for a day and, like, that's how I have to. And I, it's my responsibility to take care of myself in that way, as it is everyone else's. But it's also very counterintuitive to this culture that I'm sensitive. Like, that's, that's like, that's, uh, somebody wants to hurt my feelings, that's what they would throw at me. You right, know, snowflake. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't fucking melt your snowflake. <laughs> but <laughs> that's the Missouri. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm from the south side of Chicago, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> yeah, so I just... How do you, what, you know, do you have like a self-care practice? Like, how do you navigate that? And I think so many artists too are the same way. I think something that's really important is to put, for sensitive people, is to put yourself first. Mm. Especially like intuitive people, empathic people, we want to 
fix other people. We want to help other people. We want to get involved. And like as a society, we're also just really um, encouraged to be a part of like drama and to like Mm. (laughs) enjoy drama to that Mm -hmm. for that to be like a a way of like like a lifeblood for us in a way in a really disturbing way. Um, so I think the really important thing if you're sensitive is to just mind your own business. That's like mm-hmm. the number one thing to do. <laughs> mind your business, drink your water. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really true. And also on a, and that's, that's tougher than it sounds. And it can get really tough if you're in a place where you're really, really trying to get to yourself. Like my experience in life is that I went through the vast majority of my life, just like not knowing who I was or what I was really about. I mean, I could never fully be put in any box as much as either people try to do it to me or I try to do it to myself. And there was always like little bits of me that would burst through. Um, but I just like still didn't fully know like what I was here for, who, who I was, what I truly believed in, because I am the kind of person that's inclined to like just take yeah. it on so uh-huh. deeply. Like my a friend of mine asked me, less uh, earlier this week if I was an empath and I was like that's not the word for it I don't know what the word is it's like I can literally feel it in my blood sometimes it's like it's insane but I just realized that sometimes you have to make like hard choices about who and what you're going to surround yourself with and so sometimes that means like breaking up with people Mm -hmm. that um maybe you would never even consider even using the word break up with like friends Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. family Mm -hmm. um, not just romantic partners Mm -hmm. like there sometimes you if you can maintain certain relationships like those can be infected be like an infection for you (laughs) and it can really like affect you on a deep level that you might not even realize is happening because you're saying yes to all these invitations that mm-hmm. are like asking you to stay small, asking you to not to doubt yourself, to believe things that aren't true for you. Mm-hmm. And so to be a sensitive person, you have to be willing to be strong enough to be within your own space and be strong enough to say no to the people and things that are not here for you, that are mm-hmm. not about you. And to know what those are. Right. Yeah. And to be okay with having healthy boundaries. Like, it's really hard to have healthy boundaries. Um, You're seen as bad for having healthy boundaries. You're seen as mean and evil, You're seen by the people that you need the 86 out of your life that way. Yes, Whenever, because what I have found is when I start to put up the boundaries, the people who can't handle and don't like it are the ones that are going to yell and bang on their pots and pans the most and try to make me feel shitty about it. Right. And then they go. Right. And then I have all my nice friends. Right, (laughs) People left in my life that are just like, oh, okay, cool, I'll talk to you later. Right, exactly. Like, oh, what do you need? You know, like, that's what that can look like. And we don't, you know, we're not, again, I just can't keep stop yelling about like the way that we are brought up is to not is to be, always be accommodating yes absolutely. you know and you're just like well I have to accommodate myself so I can accommodate you eventually absolutely and when that experience of putting up boundaries and then someone kind of responding to it in a negative way it could be really easy to like get into a story about mm-hmm. like how that person is shitty or annoying or how mm-hmm. they suck mm-hmm. but really what that experience is is like this is spirit asking you like are you sure like is this what you want like okay here's your chance to show us Mm. and not in a way like prove yourself but like we want yeah like this is what you asked for so let's let's see how it it works for you work for you right (laughs) and it it does feel 
psychically uncomfortable for people to have those kind of boundaries. I mean, cord cutting is extremely real. I had an experience a few weeks Will ago. Will you tell folks at home about what cord cutting is? I don't know that a lot. I've actually had some cords cut too, but. Yeah, I mean, I, the way that I've learned like pretty much everything in my life is just like through feeling and not, not everything in my life is way, way not correct but like, you have a bank account too <laughs> the way that i've experienced things is like through feeling mm-hmm. um and so cord cutting is a way to kind of energetically remove yourself from other people's energy and to for you to uh take their energy out of yours out of your space is mm-hmm. like a really easy simple way to describe mm-hmm. it um, and I had an experience where I was thinking about someone and then I made a really conscientious effort to say, this isn't the way I want to be thinking about this person. This isn't the way I want to be thinking about mm-hmm. myself, more mm-hmm. importantly, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and I'm going to choose to have kind of like a divine, like kind of connection. So I very intentionally was like, how can I get what I want from this person from divine instead? How do I make myself, can I made myself available for divine in that way I said how can I be loving to myself I want to be nurturing to myself and then as I was doing that I was thinking I was like this person's gonna call me today (laughs) because they're gonna feel it they're gonna know they're gonna know and sure enough Two hours later, that fucks me up. I got a text message and a yeah. phone call. Oh my <laughs> god, you got two. Yes, that is nuts. It's very real. It yeah. is very, very real. And it wasn't like a feeling. I was like, this. I knew it. I said it out loud. Uh-huh. I was like, this person's gonna call me. I had that with an ex. Anytime I would start to think about him, he lived across the fucking country. He would be up and like texting me or messaging me within a week. Like, it was, I finally had to just, like, delete every, you know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. I was just like, I can't mm-hmm. have the, I can't even have, like, any energy going towards this person at all. Do you think that there's deeper connections between certain people? Or is that just something that can happen over the course of anybody in their relationship with others? Yeah, there are definitely deeper connections that you have with other people. I think part of that comes from having, perhaps having known someone through previous mm-hmm. lifetimes. Um, but also it's like a choice. It's a, it's if you choose to give that other person or in, anyone that much of your energetic mm-hmm. or mental space, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then yes, that is a choice that you you're can gonna make. Come. Yeah. yeah gonna call. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that you are meant to be with that person. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it means that you're not. Yeah. <laughs> like I say this a lot in It was a really unhealthy connection with that person that I had. So Yeah. Yep. I like I we have this idea of like what soulmates are and in, in our society that it's like, or twin flames even now, that that is a term that's becoming more popular with people. twin flames. I haven't heard that. It's basically just like another, it's... Term for soulmate. In some ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we have this thought that like, because of soulmates, because twin flames exist, that like, that means that these people are here to be good to us and to like be in... That was my phone going off and asking me if I meditated. And I oh, did, so that's don't great. Worry. I'm so glad. Don't worry about it. I did it. A, <laughs> I'm so sorry to interrupt you, though. No, that's a reminder for me as well. It's a reminder for all of us. We yeah. needed that reminder. Did you meditate? It's my daily practice. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, like we think that like that the the soulmate is like the person that is going to make us happy and like make us feel complete. No, they're gonna be like the that. one that fucks it up. Precisely, <laughs> they're the ones that fuck your shit up the most. They're because the ones, they're your teachers. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And your teachers aren't always so easy on you in this world. And most of the time, they're because the way that we like to learn through, mm-hmm. is through pain. That's like the easiest way is to learn through contrast. <sighs> like we go so low that's not low is not meant with judgment at all because that's just a part of it it's just a part of life you know we go so low so that we have an understanding of like how we don't want to live and like where we want to bring ourselves Mm -hmm. up to Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's like the thing about other people is that we can give our energy to them but really we need to be most concerned with giving nurturing loving energy to ourselves like Mm. how do we learn to mother ourselves like no Mm. one how do we learn to father ourselves like how do we well, I think if you want to make anything, you have to figure that... If you want to make anything from a healthy space, you have to figure that out. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I don't think that not everyone is dedicated to learning things from a healthy space, which is okay. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's yes. that's the choice. It is the thing that is happening. <laughs> yeah, right? all the time. And I'm, I'm always and like... I do it. Everyone does it. We all do it. I'm always just like... People are making their choices. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. looks like somebody made a choice today. And Absolutely. You're, like, you're making yours too now, you know? Yep. Want more potty in your life? Head on over to lifeofthepotty.com and sign up to receive the potty report. It's a super fun newsletter that will keep you knee deep in potty knowledge and goings on. We've always got fun things in the works and you're invited to all of it. I also, I, to kind of go back to like what we think about, you know, like what we pay attention to, what we throw our mental, physical mm. energy behind, like, and what it grows. And I think it can be the opposite too. Like it isn't just, it doesn't have to be pain. It can look beautiful. And like kind of what your experience, it seems like in the past, you know, few years, it kind of has been. I'm sure there's been a little struggle in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a teens, <laughs> just a pinch. Well, the thing that I love about the way that I live now is that, like, Mm. I can see the beauty and the pain, too. I can see the beauty and the struggle. Mm -hmm. And it's really amazing to be capable of, like, feeling multiple truths at the same time. Yes, walking and chewing gum. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can really, you can recognize a disappointment with yourself Mm -hmm. for something while also being joyous and grateful about the lesson that was given to you Mm. while also imagining a greater future for yourself while also it it can it can happen all at the same time preach that like say that again like Like, it's because we i don't think i think we think too singularly you know like oh man one bad thing happened today so now my whole day's fucked exactly and it's like well Shit happens, dude. Like, I mean, this is a conversation I'm consistently having with myself. Mm-hmm. It's like, go get a latte, chill the fuck out. No, or you know what I mean? Just like, whatever, whatever, works, whatever for works for you, say a prayer, you know, whatever. And I just, yeah, I love that idea of holding multiple truths because it's, how else are you supposed to live in this time right now? Absolutely. And I think that the more, a, a, a source, a, a source, a, a source, source. <laughs> A a source of joy for me um, in particular right now, especially as my world gets more magical Mm. and 
and weird Ooh, <laughs> in like it. great ways. Like it's just to be very um, cognizant of like coincidences, mm. quote unquote, mm-hmm. and synchronicities. Synchronicity, yeah. And the more, I mean, the more you notice coincidences, the, the more, they, more they happen, and the more weird they get, and the more like right on the nose they get. And that's like, I just find the the beauty and the simplicity. I. There used to be, in darker times for me, I would, there's like some, I remember reading someone say like, oh, life is worth living because it's worth it to just eat like a really nice piece of cake. And at the time when I was like in my darkness, I was like, fuck cake. cake. (laughs) Who cares about cake? Uh Like I didn't get it like Mm -hmm. at all because like the, the, the pain was just too much for me to Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. go there. Mm But now that's like kind of like, I totally get it now. I totally see that. It's, it's, there's so much joy in just the breath. There's so much joy in just seeing something beautiful and coincident. I don't know. It's just, there's just, the universe is rooting for us in so many ways and Mm -hmm. trying to communicate with us like constantly, constantly. And when we get spiraled away from it, we can't see it. Exactly. But when you start like, you're saying paying attention to the very like small things mm-hmm. that's when like the big beauty can come in absolutely Ooh. you make more room for it and you start to become more in tune to like the vibration of joy mm-hmm. because it takes up space god takes up a lot of space mm-hmm. i mean look at the universe mm-hmm. like <laughs> we needed that much room to spread out you know? <laughs> he's a big man spreader. <laughs> I actually don't think God, God has a gender, but, no, yeah. no, but I, it was, it was, was very a good funny. Joke. Though, I'm yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that my gift. That was good. <laughs> um, but so it takes up space. We have to be willing to make room for it. We yeah. have to be willing to make the. You room have to be for available it. again. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna name this episode "Availability." I love <laughs> or it. Or something like that. I love it because I think you have to be available for a story to come down, a painting to come down. I mean, you have to be available to read tarot to somebody else's energy and for their story to flow into you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to be available to like eat the cake and not sit there and think about 300 other things while you're eating a fucking piece of cake. I know I do that. <laughs> and I really need to focus in on my cake. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. So you also, you produced a zine. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, that was a really, damn, that was such a dope moment. When yeah. I finally you brought should make it that What that. was the name of it again? It's called Your Body is a Gift. <sighs> I love that. Yes. Practical pathways to understanding your routine magic. What? Yes. Routine magic. Um, Is it still available for sale? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. We'll link to that in the show notes. And if you're listening right now, you can just like scroll down and then purchase it while you're listening to us talk. So tell folks about this beautiful zine. Yeah. It came from a place where uh, my, my mentor... Um, was I, ha- I have lots of really big picture dreams mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is my responsibility to make room for them mm-hmm. instead of getting embedded in like maybe spending two of your three-day weekend watching reality shows for like a really long time <laughs> you know <laughs> wait though which reality shows uh, can I I don't even know if I want to, okay <laughs> It's uh, Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> I actually know somebody who I think still produces on that show. So, hey, that show keeps people in business, I suppose. Man, no judgment of those people, but it, it's that's a really wild ride. <laughs> that's a really wild ride. I, I don't really watch reality TV, but I, something about one. that show was There's like, I one. need to watch that one. Anyway, 
like th this idea of like discipline is something that she uh, introduced to me, which is actually something that's very, very fucking foreign to me. Discipline. Really? Okay. I have a really difficult time with routine. I have a really difficult time with being told what to do. I don't like the rules. <laughs> I don't like, it's part of like me not wanting to be, it's part of me wanting to be like a wisp of smoke or a cloud. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to like fit into vessels and foundations. And so it came from, the zine kind of came from a place of trying to meet myself where I was at. Mm, um, as someone that. that doesn't like to follow the rules, someone that has like, had, that had like a really, um, difficult relationship with my body and like my space mm -hmm. um always kind of growing up just like disliking myself yep. um and not and realizing that like my dislike of my my image and my my, my perceived like lack of beauty was basically a way for me to really just disengage from the world in general it's a way for me to disengage from the physical and the truth mm -hmm. of, of the physical world in general. So like, I was just like, not in a space where I could even think about really caring for myself in a way that was healthy. Like yeah. I was, I was a gross person. Like <laughs> I was like, there's times where I was like gross, like, and cause I didn't, I disliked myself so much. The thought of paying attention to stuff like hygiene was like really unbearable. Oh. It was like truly unbearable. So what I wanted to bring to the zine was this idea that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be the most organized. You don't have to be the most neat. Mm. You don't have to be the most like perfect makeup. You don't have yeah, to like follow mm -hmm. all the rules no. while still. Because you didn't make them anyway. Exactly. While still <laughs> taking really good care of yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's where it came from. Just really wanted to be super present, super. Um, aware again of like the cosmic messages of like the, the issues that I had with body image. Mm. Um, like my issues with body image came from a place of me needing to learn how to take care of myself mm -hmm. and learn how to like love myself. It mm -hmm. was not, it's not a punishment, even though it certainly fucking felt like it at the mm -hmm. time. Um, it's a way, it's just a physical manifestation of what I need to learn in the spiritual. Uh. So I wanted to offer really just simple, loving, nurturing messages to get people to just do the little things mm. um, in terms mm -hmm. of like mm -hmm. um, self-care um, and finding the magic and routine. Yeah. That was really big for me because yeah, yeah my life was not like that before. <laughs> and I love that because I feel like a lot of people think change is this like one big overhaul mm -hmm. exactly. and right. it's incremental. It's, it's, making one small different choice than you did the day before and making that tiny choice serve you as opposed to like serve others or to be, you know, self-loving, etc. And it can look so small. Absolutely. It's more than just incremental too. It's like a million choices mm -hmm. a day that you make. Like so often I think about this in terms of like sobriety. Like I quit drinking like a year and a half ago, a year mm -hmm. and a little bit. And I was thinking if someone had asked me like what the date was, I wouldn't remember off the top of my head unless I ch looked at my, I had this app on mm -hmm. my phone mm -hmm. um, that I, that I use. Um, and I think it's really important to not have like 
the date like in mind like the day that i quit drinking mm. is this day because it wasn't just that one day that i decided to quit drinking you decided to quit drinking every day every freaking since. day <laughs> since yes and it doesn't mean i'm having like these mental struggles and like cravings right. or anything it doesn't mean anything like that because I, I don't really have cravings on that kind of level anymore especially since it's been so long but it is just like all of the choice to take care of myself and to yes. use my energy in different ways is something that is connected to everything mm. that I do all day, every day. Mm. And so it's a million choices. And that I just wanted the zine to help make all of those choices to amplify them, like just to, for the sake of us being able to see them for as important as they are. Mm. And to see how magical it is to engage with yourself in such a thoughtful, present way. Because the brain doesn't want us to engage in presence. Like, it literally doesn't do that. It works in the past and works in the future. Mm -hmm. But presence takes will. Yes. It takes availability again. Yes. It's, you have to, like, ask for it. You will never just get presence just because... you just sitting there. Yeah. Because <laughs> your brain will be like, what did I do yesterday? What did I do tomorrow? What did I do right now? Da -da -da -da. You know, like, it, it has... You have to, like, choose to be right here, right mm -hmm. now. So yeah, that's what the zine is for. It's just like lots of like little tips on, it's like, there's a little section for like astrology, like, mm -hmm. um, especially like um, talking about your astrologies, your, your signs relation to routine. And I don't just do it for the sixth, uh, your son rather, but also mm -hmm. the, your sixth house, which is like your house of like routine and work mm. and like how you like kind of care for mm. yourself and even small it's, it's the house of small pets too oh. so <laughs> it's like how you care for your body how you care yeah. for the for the physical um so there's stuff like that there's also like a couple um tarot spreads but also just like a lot of affirmation i love affirmations so yeah that's, yeah i that's live for offers. affirmations like when i notice and i stop doing my affirmations the oh baby mm. like that's when like the you know my ego mind takes over and is like, you know, oh, really? All right. <laughs> you thought you were hot shit. And you're like, whoa, wait a second, dude. All right. I call him Chad. Chad. <laughs> Chill, and Chad. And I'm always like, shut the fuck up, Chad. I love that. Yeah. I might, I might need to use something oh, like that you're myself. Welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Steal it. So how can folks find you online? You can find me on Instagram at Aaliyah Walston and online on my website at AaliyahWalston.com. Okay. And you'll be reading tarot around town. You can also hire you, correct? Absolutely. Please. I love working events. Get paid. I love Get working paid. events. Um, and you can also schedule me for one-on-one -on -one readings as well. Ooh, cool. Well, thanks so much for being a guest. Thank this you for having wonderful. me. Yeah, it was I'm really like, fun. Yeah. Thank you. Well, potty, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, folks. Episode music by Linen Bone at soundandpatternsmusic.com. Podcast art by Jessica Savage, editing and mixing by yours truly. And to find out more, visit lifeofthepotty.com. Thanks for listening, and as my dad would say, talk at you later. <laughs> <laughs>